This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. It is the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings on a beautiful Thursday in New Orleans. Cold front came through last night. It feels great. And we'll postpone summer for just a little bit longer. Uh, and that means we have a little bit more to talk about with regard to the Pelicans season two. Summer does not officially begin for me until, well, after the Pelicans regular season. Sean Kelly with you in Studio B. Daniel Salerson's at the other microphone. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? You've got your long sleeves on. I didn't think I was going to see these I know, again. Early fifties when I walked out the door this morning. Beautiful. Earlier, yeah, early fifties, low fifties is what I'm trying to say. I know because usually I have already the air conditioning blast in my car, and I got in this morning. I'm like, hold up, yep, yep. hold up. No, we're good, <laughs> we're good, we're good. Uh, four Pelicans games left. The team uh, has practice today, uh, right here on Airline Drive. Then they will fly to Denver, and then the uh, the the four games involve two back to backs. Uh, Denver on Friday night. Team we just saw. Uh, by the way, Denver lost to Houston last night. More on the NBA in just a second. Uh, Saturday will be at Golden State, and then we'll travel to Los Angeles. We'll see the Lakers on Tuesday and the Trailblazers to wrap things up on Wednesday. Hard to believe, but it is it is down to it. And uh, I'll be a little curious to see what Alvin Gentry does with his rotations, Daniel, here in these last four. I think that the big, the big guns will play, but as he mentioned the other night, maybe in a limited fashion, yeah. get Quinn Cook out there, get Sheck Diallo out there. Uh, perfect opportunity to see those guys. Yeah, try different combos as well. And knock on wood, everybody stays healthy in the last four. That's the key. I, I just, I would, I can't wait for an off season and an and an entree to training camp in the fall without having four different surgical procedures that need to be done or this uh, this guy's banged up, wh- whatever. I just knock on wood. Let's just see if that can't happen. I was about to say, I feel like I shouldn't. We shouldn't even say any more about it. Just hopefully, hopefully it happens. I think I think I said on the air the other night. Um, that only one player has participated in both, fully participated in both Alvin Gentry training camps. Did I do that the other night? Yes, and I didn't believe your answer until... Yeah, Dante Cunningham. That's it. Crazy. Yeah, I know. It, it really is. Uh, NBA last night, as we mentioned, the Nuggets did lose uh, to the Rockets. They're in perilous position now as uh, the Trailblazers are really, really, truly now in the catbird seat with regard to the eighth position in the West. Otherwise, the West seems to be kind of settling in here. Uh, Golden State, with that win last night, I think clinches home floor advantage throughout now. Yeah. So they've taken the number one seed. San Antonio will be two. Houston will be three. And so on and so on all the way down. So in the East, though, things are a little interesting. Uh, first of all, Cleveland, did you see that last night? Yeah. Put a smackdown on the Celtics at Boston last night. LeBron James and the Cavaliers in their last two games look playoff ready. There's no doubt. James played probably past what he should have last night. I think they made a statement. Uh, they smoked the Celtics and basically, I think, locked in their position to be the number one seed in the East. I, I, Boston needed to have home floor advantage. Uh, I don't think they're going to get it. I think they have to no. be two games better than Cleveland now yeah. in the last four to five games. I just don't see it happening. I think you explained it perfectly. That was a statement game with all the talk about Cleveland's not ready for the playoffs or this could be, you know, struggling for them. I think they showed that they are no doubt the team to beat in the East. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and then otherwise, we're still watching kind of the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings uh, as uh, the Bulls are in that in that mess right now, along with um, 
Indiana is one of them. Yeah, and Miami too. Yeah. So uh, that that picture is still not clear yet. With still six days to go. Yeah, there's the regular a three way tie there at the bottom there seven eight nine, and you still have Charlotte that's still mathematically in it. Right. And Detroit, I think, is about to get eliminated. They're three back. I but don't see that happening. No. Yeah, and I don't know all the tie breaks for all those teams involved. No. I'll wait till after the weekend. I'm not going to try to. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Maybe we'll try and figure it out during this Pelicans back to back. Yeah. And you I can, can do talk that. It, you can talk about it at Pelicans at the half. That's what I do like about the scoreboard updates, though. Now I love the cl- the playoff clinching scenarios. This team needs a win. I mean, Milwaukee could have done it the other night and failed to. They lost by almost forty to the Thunder. Yeah. And they're a team though that I've that has played really well, and they're I think they might get the five seed all the way up there, which has been kind of surprising to see from them. But some of that young talent, uh, uh, Tedakumbo has been playing really well. I agree. I agree. As far as the schedule goes tonight in the NBA, I don't think there's anything that really will jump out at you. It's the weekend that you want to keep your eye on, along with the Masters. Heck, I think even one of the games tonight is is Brooklyn versus Orlando. Yikes. No, thank you. No. I, as much as I love the NBA, I live it every day, I don't think I'm tuning into that one. No. No. Both teams have really struggled, and Brooklyn doesn't even have their pick, so you, you can't even root for them. You know, Brooklyn fans are not even rooting for them to lose because there's no, no reason for it. Yeah. Alvin Gentry's show is tonight on the Pelicans uh, Radio Network flagship station. Daniel, I'll ask you about that here before we get out of here on this podcast. But our two guests today uh, come from two different worlds, yet they're all tied in together. Uh, We're going to go a little Saints today and a little rock and roll. I kind of like that mix. Daryl Tapp will be with us here in Studio B today. Uh, Newly re-signed Saints free agent defensive end. We'll uh, catch up with Daryl and uh, talk to him about the process and kind of what's uh, ahead for him. And certainly the, the, the Saints defense continues to be the, the bigger of the two stories in the Saints offseason. And then Daniel Salerson steps into the world of rock and roll. Who would have thought that? I know, I know. Fred LeBlanc is your guest today. Yeah. I love it. Great conversation with him about, you know, I asked him about playing a, in a, at a crawfish boil. He's a, normally these bands don't really play at one, but they're going to they're gonna play at a very big one here in the next few weeks. Yes, yes. Name of the band is, may as well tell everybody. Oh, Cowboy Mouth. Yeah, Cowboy Mouth. Um, New Orleans born, bred, basically. Uh, well known around here. Yeah. Who tour the country. I mean, I just they just get after and they're, it. A lot of them always, they usually wear Saints jerseys for yes, the most they part. Do. Yes, they do. I've seen Fred wear a Marcus Colston jersey probably more often than not. I asked him about what's his favorite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease that yes, a little don't, bit. Don't, 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 don't spoil it just mm-hmm. yet. Uh, but a unique talent. Plays the drums, lead vocals. Uh, kind of runs that show. Cowboy Mouth will be here on Saturday, April the 29th for the Super Boil. Uh, the Saints and Miller Lite are putting on the big event again. That's the last day of the NFL draft. Uh, it's basically a huge fan fest where they boil a ton of crawfish. A uh, ton maybe literal in this sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember the weight they had last year, but it was basically all gone. Uh, but it's a great event uh, right here at the Saints headquarters, and Cowboy Mouth will be kind of headlining that on the entertainment side so beer crawfish nfl draft cowboy mouth cowboy mouth interactive games can't beat it no I, 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 that's one heck of a day it's a great day it really is i think it, i want to say it's going to start like at 11 a.m on the 29th we'll run into the afternoon two-ish or so mm-hmm. we just got it done last year before a massive th- i mean a wicked thunderstorm rolled in uh, we got really lucky so we'll hope for good weather later in the month so there you go saints rock and roll today Diesel's in the house. Alvin Gentry show preview coming up in just a bit. We'll start with Daryl Tapp. Uh, he's our first guest on today's Black and Blue Report. And then after that, Fred LeBlanc from Cowboy Mountain. 
Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Diamond, bringing you all the hits. Neil Diamond's 50-year anniversary world tour. May 2nd, Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster. Neil Diamond. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the program. Joining me now is Daryl Tapp, who recently re-signed with the New Orleans Saints after bending last year with the ball club. Daryl, congrats on the new deal, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I've started off every interview, Daryl, with the same question. This will be no different with you. It's a pretty simple one. What made you decide to sign a new deal with the Saints? excitement. Last year was an exciting time being around uh, the group of guys, you know, Coach Payton and uh, the people upstairs put together. Uh, it was a good mix of young players and older players. The young, the young guys had no problem asking older, older vets for leadership and guidance and listening. Uh, and the stepping up making plays and called upon the older guys had no problem passing information down. So it was a great, it was a great synergy on the team, man. Even though the record wasn't what we wanted last year, I feel like we made we, we established the groundwork and the framework for what we want to be as a team, and I think this year is going to be be a, be a great testament to that. And you brought a veteran presence last year to a fairly young uh, defensive line and also a fairly young team. Do you take pride in being that veteran guy who can provide leadership to young players who are just entering the league? I do, man. My, my career has come full circle. I was one, one of those young pups uh, <laughs> still learning <laughs> the ins and outs of the game uh, and, and the business side of it. And now I'm in a position now that I understand that and I can I can get that information to the young guys and also be called upon to make plays when my number's called. So I'm fully happy uh, with the role and, and, and how I'm being used with the Saints. I'm looking forward to doing more this year. What was some of the advice you were giving to some of the young guys last year? What was the, what was the main thing you wanted to share with them during your time in the NFL? I, honestly, just enjoy the moment. Uh you're a part of a very, very small percentage, very elite group of people that get to do this as their job. 
Uh, but with that, you know, you got to approach it as a job. You got to make sure you stay in the P's and Q's. Make sure you take care of your body so that you can last throughout the course of the entire season and also try to make this career long as possible. Uh, and then just for our, in our defensive line room, making sure everybody in there was accountable to one another. You know, nobody in there can make plays. I mean, we got some, some great talent, you know, from Cam Jordan, uh, Nick Ferrelli. Uh, you know, Shannon Rank's going to be a player, but none of those guys can make the amount of plays they can make uh, by themselves as they can with the group. So being accountable to one another, knowing what you need to do within the scheme, uh, and then knowing everybody else wants to do, and that's going to make it stronger as a group. I'm glad you mentioned Sheldon Rankins, who was in his rookie year last year with the Saints. How much uh... – did they? How how good was that Sheldon at soaking in information that you were giving him? And what did you think of Sheldon's rookie year? Sheldon is awesome, man. Uh, he's he's an old soul. <laughs> so me and him, uh, we 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 linked up immediately, and our lockers are beside each other. And like I said, he's one of those rookies that had no problem asking me for information, how to do different things, how to approach different situations on the field, uh, and I even carried off the field my everyday life. So. You know, with rankings and the way he performed, and then you got uh, David and Yamada, and then you know, Boom, Obuneke. Uh, you know, those guys—they're they're, going to be the, the future of our team, and the future of our league. So, anyway, I can help those guys moving forward. Uh, I'm all for. You also had a guy, Nick Fairley, as you mentioned too. Feel like he had one of his best seasons last year with the Saints, and now is back. How excited are you to have Nick Fairley back with the team? Super excited. I've known Nick for quite some time now. I met him for the first time when I played in Detroit. And we, we, we clicked up there, too. We just we just meshed well together. So it was exciting to be around him last year and see how you know his career has come full circle. You know, being a young guy, still learned the league, and now to the point where he's been in a couple of different places, uh, find out who he is as a player, the things that he does well, and just seeing his work as it continues to progress each and every year. Man, it's, it's been awesome to see him uh, – to this point, I'm, I'm so proud of him for getting the deal that he wanted, uh, being wanted, being his favorite team growing up. So I'm excited to be, I'm excited for him to have the success he had last year. I'm looking forward to even more of that this year. You talk about clicking with some of these guys, like you clicked with Sheldon Rankins, you've been clicking with Nick Fairley. When you have so many guys on a roster, how important is it even just to click with your defensive group or your defensive line group, as you mentioned? How important is it that you guys not only get along off the field, but also, you know, share the same passion on the field? It's huge, man. I mean, if you don't have the right chemistry in a locker room uh, amongst the team, it'll eat you from the inside out. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you go to work and you don't genuinely like being around the guys that are on that team, your life's going to be miserable, their life will be miserable, and you're not going to have the results that you want. You know, these these are my brothers now. Like, I'm I'm totally I'm, – I'm super happy to be back because I've, I've bled, sweat, laughed, cried with these guys, worked hard the whole nine uh, for the last seven months. Uh, started from training camp last year, so they had the opportunity to go into all season with these guys, bang again in training camp and get into the season. Uh, like this is my this is my second family, so I'm excited to be around these guys. And like I said, the chemistry is just a huge thing, and I think everybody here uh, on the team really enjoys being around one another. There's no jealousy, uh, and guys are excited when one of their guys makes a play, and we just we we celebrate that way. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. That's great. Uh, let's focus on you a little bit. You played in all 16 games with the Saints last year. With the NFL being such a physical sport, is that an accomplishment on its own, just being able to play in all 16 games, especially someone, I'm not going to try to call you old here, but I'm just saying you've been in the league for 10-plus years. <laughs> playing in the playing 16 games, I feel like, is quite an accomplishment just because of how much a toll your body is taking throughout your time in the league. Is that fair? It is, but it, that's a fair statement. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's... 
the more I sit back and I sat back every offseason uh, at year nine, and I really just taken in the accomplishment. Like I said, this is a small group of people that in, in the world that get to play this sport at such a high level, and I've, I've been fortunate and blessed enough to play uh, for numerous years, you know, outlived the, the regular average for NFL player. And over the course of that time, I've been around some awesome coaches, uh, and I've been around some even better players. So it's just been a great experience. Um, I learned my rookie year, one of the one of the old heads at the point in time, uh, Bobby Ingram. He's the coach. He wanted the coaches for the the Ravens. Now he sat me down, told me, "Say, hey, Tap, if you want to, you know, last in this league is more than just making plays on the field. You got to learn how to take care of your body uh, through the course of that. You know, and re- continue to represent the the team and community that you're from. So, as far as taking care of your body, take care of you know, pedicure, uh, manicure, massage, uh, chiropractic, uh, cold tub, hot tub." Do the thing that's going to allow your body to continue to, to fight off all the time. And that's something that I've been, been true to each and every year, and that's something I continue to pass on to each and every guy I come across. Because like I said, it's such a violent sport. Uh, so much is demanded of you physically and mentally. you got to make sure your body can respond to it in the right way. How much of your offseason do you spend on training getting ready for next season, or how much of it is more recovery from the year before? Is it kind of 50-50, or is there more maybe to the recovery, or is there more to the training getting ready for the next year? I think it's 50-50 for me at this point in my, my career. You know, my body, uh, once it gets to the groove of things, it knows what it needs to do. It knows how to react and adapt to different situations. Uh, the first two months after the off season, I don't really pick up a weight. Uh, it's more so recovery, massage, stretching, uh, things of that nature. And then I start picking things up with cardio, start doing more uh, um, hit-type workouts that are really, really high-paced, short and sweet to the point. And now getting this point where it's like a month out from uh, being back with the team and being back with my guys, I start hitting the weights really heavy because I know that, you know, Coach Dan, uh, Rob, and Chuck, the strength uh, coaches down in New Orleans, going to ask a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I want to be able to, to respond to what they're asking and also be one of the leaders uh, on that team. So I'm, I'm gearing up for it, man. I'm excited to go. I know you want to be one of the leaders on the team and, and safe to say you are. What, else, what other goals do you want to accomplish next season with the Saints? Every goal at this point in time is, is, is team-oriented, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in this thing to win a ring. And I honestly feel like we have the best the best mix we could ask for uh, with the team, the best makeup. We have a elite Pro Bowl quarterback that has no signs of slowing down. He has a young, explosive wide receiver core uh, that's coming back and excited. I'm sure they're going to pick up some people in the draft or free agency still. Uh, running back-wise, you know, Mark Ingram's at the, the helm. Uh you get back Coon, the Swiss Army Knife. The offensive line is coming together. They brought in another player that I'm very familiar with, Larry Warfel from Detroit. He's, he's a monster, so he'll blend real well with, with P and Shreve and, uh, and Max and, and the rest of the guys and, and, and T, uh, Teron. Uh, tight end-wise, Flynn, and you can see that the, the chemistry between Flynn and Drew coming together last year at the end of the season. Uh, having Josh back healthy is going to be huge for us, defensive-wise. Uh, we're we're still we're not where we want to be, but we're so far ahead to where people expect us to be. Uh, we started playing together a lot better, and making a lot of splash plays mid-season on uh, throughout the rest of the season. So we're in a great situation, man, uh, to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish. Defensive-wise, yeah, it's going to have us in the right position to make plays. I have no doubt about that. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of a different period to, to, to get up to speed with a new D-line coach and what he's bringing to the table. But we have, you know, Brian Young to, to ease that uh, ease that curve a little bit. So I'm I'm fully excited about 
everything that we're, we're bringing to the table, the things that we're going to be doing going forward, and I, I just can't, get, can't wait to get back to work. Man, you're getting me excited for football season. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, Daryl Tapp, defensive end for the New Orleans Saints. Daryl, man, I really appreciate the time. This was good stuff. And uh, enjoy the rest of your off season, and it'll be here before you know it, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in just a few moments. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, Entergy Lyman, and safety specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. New kids on the block are back with Paul Abdul and Boys to Men, the Total Package Tour. Three of the hottest bands in pop music history. New kids on the block with Paul Abdul on her first tour in 25 years. R&B royalty, Boys to Men. Friday, May 19th, 7:30 p.m. Smoothie King Center. Reserve seat tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. Hit after hit with New Kids on the Block, Paul Abdul, and Boys to Men, the biggest party ever. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. On Tuesday, the Saints announced that they'll be hosting another NFL Draft Super Bowl on Saturday, April 29th at the Saints practice facility with appearances by current and former Saints players, Saints mascots and Saints stations, and last but not least, live music from Cowboy Mouth. And joining me now from Cowboy Mouth is their drummer, Fred LeBlanc. Fred, so good to have you on the program. Great to be here, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Fred, I know you guys have played in so many different venues and at different events, but I have to ask, how many crawfish boils have you played at in your career? Uh, you know, oddly enough, there's the crawfish boil that we play in Georgia that's a big to-do, um, but um, I'm really happy to be playing our first ever crawfish boil in the greatest city in the entire world, New Orleans, Louisiana, for the greatest football team in history, the New Orleans Saints. I love it. I love it. And before I get to that, what uh, since you all have played at so many different places, what's your favorite place your ba- band has played at, and what's the weirdest venue or event that you guys have performed at? My favorite place we've ever played is the next place we'll play. That's what I always say. Okay. Um, the weirdest place? Ooh, I'd have to think about that. There's been some weird ones. There have been some strange shows. We played one time when we were first starting at a club in Tupelo, Mississippi, and it was called Hey Norton's. And the guy that owned the place was a local beer distributor. Mm-hmm. So he didn't think anything of getting hammered, you know, while we were playing and just walking up while we were playing a song and just grabbing the microphone and saying whatever he felt like saying. Oh, boy. And, uh, and he invited me one time to what they used to call a, uh, a Honda barbecue. Mm-hmm. And he loved the band so much. He's like, one of these good old boys, you know, big old beard, really great guy. Uh, he, he since passed on, but he invited us one time to stay. We played on a Saturday to stay Sunday for what they call the Honda barbecue, where they would steal a Honda from somewhere in town, like a Honda motorcycle mm-hmm. or motorcycles, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, set it up to where the engine would rev and rev and rev and rev until it exploded and caught on fire. Oh, wow. And then they cook a bunch of meat over it. Wow. That's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> and pretty weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was different. It was pretty different. Wow. That's like, you know what? I'd love to stay, but i got to get back to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. Um, what was your reaction? Uh, what was going through your mind when the Saints approached you about playing at this boil? Anything the Saints want us to do, we'll do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
you know, you, you can't grow up in New Orleans and not be, you know, not have the Saints as part of your DNA, you know? I mean, you know, it's, it's not only an honor, you know, um, you know, Benson's been to a few shows, Reed has been to a few shows, you know, and, you know, it's just all part of, of building the community. It's all part, you know, it's just a community. I mean, New Orleans, no matter how big it gets, it ultimately, in the long run, it's just the biggest small town in the world. No doubt about that, and so glad that you all uh, are able to play at such a, uh, such a fantastic event. But um, I know you guys are big Saints fans, so I want to ask, since this is a NFL draft party, are you one of those guys that keeps up with the mock drafts, and are you locked into the NFL draft, um, paying attention to who the Saints pick? Uh, what are your feelings on the NFL draft? Not really, simply because I got you know a full-time career mm-hmm. and you know uh, two kids that i got to keep an eye on as well. So, I mean, you know, I follow the Saints for the season. Once in, you know, once or twice a season, I can afford to go to a game and just kind of have fun, you know. Uh, but I don't really keep up with it in the off season, probably as much as I should. Once my kids get into grade school, I'll probably have a little more time for things like that. But right now, I'm just keeping a five-year-old and a three-year-old from trying to kill themselves every thirty seconds. Understood. Any understood. Parent, yeah. Any parent out there will understand what I'm saying. No doubt about that. Um, well, we've also seen you wear Saints jerseys during your performances. Is there a go-to jersey? that you like to rock out to when you're performing as far as when you wear a Saints jersey? I have a Breeze jersey that I bought years back, you know, and it just fits nice. And, you know, I mean, Breeze is such a hero to the city. I mean, the man will never have to buy a drink or a meal in the city if he doesn't want to, you know, ever again in his life. So, I mean, that's usually my go-to. Do you have any other ones? Are you looking to get a new one right now? Or you just say, you know what, I'm just going to keep rocking this Breeze jerseys as long as it uh, still remains intact? You know, being a guy, I really don't think that much about clothing. Gotcha. You know, it's just, it, it looks good, you know. Drew Brees has been an inspiration to the city and, you know, and me personally. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, before I let you go, um, what's new with you guys? Any big shows coming up or new music on the horizon? Um, what's uh, well, next? Night, for- <laughs> the night that we play the uh, Crawfish Bowl, we're playing the Crawfish Bowl in the morning. That night we're playing a big show at La Petite Theater as part of Jazz Fest, so that should be a great time, and then we're playing Jazz Fest itself on Sunday, May the seventh on the Accurate stage. So that'll be great. So a lot of big things going on. I just put out a children's book called Fred the New Orleans Drummer Boy that you can find anywhere in New Orleans. Put out by River Road Press, and we put out a best of collection about a year ago called The Name of the Band Is. Right now we're working on a pilot for a reality show that uh, this production company in California wants to do with us. So we'll see if that flies or not. And you know, summer's gearing up, and we're playing big shows, festivals, and things like that. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to playing a kick-ass rock and roll show in what I think is the greatest city in the entire world, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, before I let you go, now I have to ask about the children's book. Uh, what is this book about? Is there any particular theme to it? Yeah, you know, the theme is uh, it, it's called Fred the New Orleans Drummer Boy. It's kind of like a kid's version of me. And my little boy and little girl are members of the band, along with uh, my other guitar player, John Thomas Griffith. And, um, you know, in kid version, obviously. And one of the kids in the book, uh, one of the kids in the book is nervous to play his first show. And so the other kids in the book show the nervous kid how to turn his energy around. It's like, don't be scared, get excited. Don't get scared, get excited. It's the same energy, mm-hmm. you just put it in a different direction. And, you know, that's what I do, you know, with my shows. I'm sure that's what a lot of people do, you know, is you take that energy that's there that might be beating you down and turn it into something that can ultimately make you stronger. Well, that sounds like a good children's book. I hope everyone is able to check that out. Um, and Please for- do. Yep, absolutely. That's Fred LeBlanc from Cowboy Mouth. Of course, you can check him out April 29th at the NFL Draft Super Bowl 
at the New Orleans Saints practice facility from 11 to 2. Fred, I know you all are excited, and we're excited uh, for, to have you guys play, and we look forward to that day on April 29th. We appreciate you coming on today. Go Saints. Go Saints. All right, that was really fun. When we come back, we'll wrap up this edition of the Black and Blue Report. The future is bright for our New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. For a limited time, receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. So don't miss out on any of the action. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. Are you ready for a slimmer and trimmer you? Smoothie King's new and improved Slim and Trim Meal Replacement Smoothies are here. Now with just 250 or fewer calories per 20-ounce cup, they're slimmer and trimmer than ever. Keep your diet on track and feel fuller longer with at least 11 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber. Add Smoothie King to your diet today with new and improved Slim and Trim Smoothies in three delicious flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Diet and weight loss depend on individual needs, eating right, and exercising daily. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. All right, good stuff with Fred LeBlanc. We answered your tease, I think, during that segment, Daniel. Nice work. Drew Brees. Yes. He likes to keep it simple. Yes. Uh, hard to go wrong with a nine jersey. No. Uh, I agree. I agree. Thanks again to Fred for uh, making time for us this week. Same goes for Daryl Tapp. Um, we've got more Saints stuff to cover here than... Uh, upcoming episodes of the Black and Blue Report. Surely now we're going to have to turn our attention to kind of our draft preview as we've done in years past. And that means kind of circling around, especially the NFC South, and get uh, a little check-in. We haven't talked to a lot of those folks in some time, basically right. since the season. So it's good to be good to touch base with some of those folks that cover those teams and give us some insight on too, as to what they're looking for coming out of free agency and heading into the NFL draft. All right, tonight, Alvin Gentry show, the next-to-last episode of the season. Obviously, we, uh, we have to talk about the fact that the Pelicans have been eliminated from postseason contention, but we'll talk um, in-depth with Alvin Gentry today. I'm going to visit with him, Daniel, before the Pelicans take off for Denver, okay. and uh, I should probably ask him about the last road trip, obviously, um, what he's learned here in the last uh, month or so, yeah. and uh, certainly um, kind of – you know, what maybe his thoughts are as, as to how the playoff picture is shaping up, even though the Pelicans are not involved. Always so a good conversation that. with Coach. Yes. And so you'll take that, and then mm -hmm. you'll you'll do what with it at 7 o'clock tonight? Well, we're going to run it. Yep. Run That's it. good. good. And, and then we're going to kind of, as you mentioned, recap um, what's gone on in the last few days and also preview uh, some things to come with Jim Eikenoff from Pelicans.com. We'll play a little bit of David Wesley for you as well. And I think we'll we mentioned the playoff scenarios. I think I'm going to run down exactly some of the scenarios that could happen tonight and throughout the weekend. What to look out for. And if you think about the Pelicans' last four games, even though the Pelicans are eliminated, Denver's fighting for a playoff spot Friday. Golden State is going to have Kevin Durant back most likely, so that's going to be a storyline. The Laker game might be the only one where there's really nothing going on between the two teams. And then Portland, if they haven't clinched yet, could be fighting for a playoff spot. So yeah. as much as the Pelicans might not have anything to play for as far as the playoffs there's still a lot of storylines on this road trip by the way katie's return game is uh saturday apparently against the pelicans the pelicans exactly that's what 
They always return against us. I understand, yes. Uh, Russell Westbrook was one rebound shy last night, by the way. I can't believe it. I think he needs six assists total the rest of the way to average the triple-double for the season. He's going to get – he's going to average it. It's going to be unbelievable. Yep. Might make him the MVP. Who Just knows? might. <laughs> it's interesting. We don't have a vote anymore. That's what I heard. Um, I miss, I'm going to miss all the stuff that you got from other teams – Helping you to vote, like all these little oh promotional items, promotional items, because yes. I took them from you yeah. every time. Now I'm not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, they've taken the vote away from the team broadcasters. Uh, I think it's a good thing, actually. I've thought about it quite a bit in the last couple of days. You know what? We'll talk about it here in the coming days on Black and Blue Report. What it all means. Um, it, it had an impact last year yeah. in the Anthony Davis situation. Right. Not that the vote got screwy, but we're gonna see more and more of a situation like Anthony's where the votes matter a ton for players and their contracts and i think well i guess i'm i guess i'm talking about it now i don't know if there has been a conflict of interest certainly it could come into play um i know that i've never gotten any pushback on the way that i voted over the over the years but maybe some organizations do maybe some organizations want their guys to vote for their people I don't know, but this kind of takes that away. Yeah, especially with your names being out there, everyone can see who you voted for for everything. So and that was fine too. Yeah, I wanted to here. Here, here it is. Here's the research I did. The whole yeah. nine yards. Um, it'll save me about four hours of work. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I found it to be a privilege to vote, but I also get it. Um, right. I get it. So there. there could be some bias involved, which could affect a a race where someone, no matter what, is going to vote for someone just because they're on their team, and that could impact. Who else gets could, it? Could be just because I've seen some or other voters have seen other players more yeah. in person mm-hmm. because of the way the, ske- the schedule yeah. is. I see more Western Conference players in person than I do in the East. Right. Period. So um, I guess that could play into it too. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think it's the right decision. All right. With that being said, Alvin Gentry Show is tonight, 7 until 8 Central Time, 99.5 FM. That's WRNO. That's the flagship of the Pelicans Radio Network. Daniel will be your host, and we'll look forward to that. All right. Thank you, sir. Good session today. Safe travels to Denver. Thank you. You and Bree tomorrow? Me and Bree tomorrow. If you missed some of the Alvin Gentry show tonight, we'll play some of it for you. And, of course, as we always like always like to say, you never know who else will stop Boy, by. Boy, that is always the case, isn't it? Yep. All right. All right. With that, we'll say goodbye on this Thursday. Enjoy the rest of it, folks. Be safe wherever you are. And we'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.